As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie episode 24 of 36 or so episodes, and I am in the throes of it. Would have loved to have caught up with you last week, but honestly, it's just I do not have the bandwidth right now. So you want to make a movie, huh? Okay. Just want to let you know that I am in uh, producer's hell right now and doing what uh, happens so often is the case with small productions, and that is uh, ulcer time. That is, oh my God, we're out of money time. That is like, I think we're doing pretty good. And then you look at the, the bottom line and it's like, my God, how have we got here? So... I'll give you the ins and the outs and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but uh, I, I, I was kind of seeing fuzzy even earlier today, which it comes with the territory. It's not that unexpected, but it, it doesn't mean that it's not as stressful as it can possibly be. Uh, if you are interested in, in being a part of this at this level at this time, uh, now is a good time. Now is a really good time because Friday we shoot. I'm recording this Monday. We record. We 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 record. We tech, technically, typically, yeah, we record. We reshoot. We shoot the big thing on this Friday, and many of those people uh, that are going to be there helping out and doing their thing will be need to be paid uh, on Friday. I'm looking for places that I can defer money where, where need be. Uh, however, we have to go through payroll for a lot of this stuff, which is also part of the, the deal. Um, and that means that people will be paid day of, or at least we have to have the funds there day of, and then however long payroll takes to pay them. Cause I don't know why we can't just write checks. Uh, it's, it's just, it's every place where there are somebody else that could do something for a fee seems to be mandatory, which is new to me as well. Cause I have done independent things, but never uh, to this level and never quite as this official, which I guess is all good uh, considering the fact that we're trying to turn this into a feature and that's the whole plan behind this. But it doesn't mean that it's not frustrating and aggravating when you put this much work into it, this much effort, you have this much goodwill and this much help. And then people who have nothing to do with it, uh, who don't really need to have anything to do with it, we don't even need their services, but other entities, other authorities have said, no, no, you have to use these people. And it really is mafia stuff. It really does feel like the mob where they're like, oh, you want to, you want to shoot in our city? You want to shoot here? Oh, you want to do it? You have to use these people. You have to. So, okay. So what I, what I was starting to say is loadedforbeardoc.com to help us fight these forces. Um, we could really, really use it right now. Loadedforbeardoc.com. If you know anyone, I, I know a lot of you have already given, but if you, if you know anyone that, that might be interested in, and being a part of this, that would be great. Cause I'm, I'm losing more sleep than I normally do. I usually lose sleep over things, but I it, it's I'm at my I'm taking loans from other producers. I shouldn't be admitting this much stuff, but uh, we have to be able to you know 
move forward and get this done. And we are just not liquid right now. I do have faith that once we shoot this and we can show some of the footage and we package uh, the documentary that we've been, Mike and I have been shooting, like we have so much good stuff and this is all going to be good stuff. But in the interim, we just don't have the funds to, <laughs> to pay everyone on Friday, which is uh, troubling to say, to say the least. So yeah, if you could share this project, uh, share a load of for doc.com, uh, that, that would be fantastic. And here's what we're up against on the last episode. I was mentioning film LA. That's right. They're called film LA. And I had heard stories and I was always worried about getting film LA involved film LA. They're a local entity out here. They, uh, they're the ones who give you your permits and allow you to shoot legally. It's funny because the feature length of this movie loaded for bear. Uh, I have a whole bit about permits in there and dealing with, I didn't call them film LA, but dealing with an office like this. And, uh, the, the two fellas that I talked to initially, uh, when I called up with some questions, when I was submitting the, the permit, which is a one day permit for a location that I, uh, we do our acting class at, I'm very familiar with everyone that runs that place. I negotiated with them. They gave me a fair deal and, uh, I, I paid them. I paid them, uh, you know, it's four digits. It's a lot of money to be have the rights to shoot in this location that otherwise would be empty. So that's all taken care of. I knew that I have to pay for permit fees. So here's how it goes. The very first initial permit fee before they even look at my permit, look at my submission is $985 or something uh, to film LA. Then film LA says, oh, okay, here's what you need because it's this location. We're familiar with this location. And because it's in a sensitive area, uh, you're going to need to have one of us on set with you the entire time. They are paid $43 an hour for eight hours. And then uh, it's time and a half after that. And then it's double time after that. And we're going to be there for um, 16 hours to one day, no, 15 hours to one day and four hours the day before. And they have to be there for every little thing, even like just us taking some of our equipment up, uh, not even lights and cameras and stuff, just some minimal like um, stuff for set dressing. We were taking up the location because I paid for the location the night before for loading. Oh, Film LA has to be there to watch us do that. There's no need for them to be there. There's no reason for them to be at this church, which has things shoot there all the time. And I've never seen a Film LA person be there. I've talked to people that run the church that, that, deal with this. They've never seen a film LA person there. Uh, I have to pay $280 to the fire department uh, to say, Hey, we're filming here. And then the fire department, they got it back to me 20 minutes later. I sent them an email and saying, here's where we're shooting. Fill out a little form. Fire department got back to me 20 minutes later and said, yeah, um, you're good to go. I know I'm good to go. I know we're good to go because things shoot there all the time. They just had to look and see if it was an approved, a space that could, uh, you know, handle people shooting at the site. So $280, that's just, uh, and then I was afraid of, and I uh, was concerned that the, that film LA was going to say, well, first of all, they, you know, the, the, the level of insurance that they're asking for is more than we would need just to get the camera package and the trucks that we're using. Uh, their uh, film LA is asking for extra, um, uh, insurance. Just, it's, it's almost like they have relationships and this is, I'm not, I'm just being conspiracy theory, theory guy and count common sense guy. Like they have, uh, some, some, <laughs> relationships with, uh, these, uh, with insurance companies, as well as the list. There's about 10 different companies that I'm allowed to hire a police officer from, and they're approved by film LA, how that list comes to be. I don't know. I, I wonder how that happens. And these are the only people that I'm allowed to work with. So I need to have a cop there, not only for the entire time we're shooting, but he needs to get there an hour before, 
uh, he or she, uh, he has to get paid for drive time. Uh, and he gets eight, uh, eight hours minimum and then time and a half, you know, like that's normal. That's usual, but we don't want the same cop there for the entire time. Cause I don't want him driving home after 16, 17 hours. It doesn't seem safe to me. Uh, their start pay is $71 and 22 cents an hour. And when everything's said and done, it's around $1,600 for a cop to sit there in the parking lot. And, and he's not doing anything for us. He's just sitting there in the parking lot. He's just sitting there. So all of these, these are just some of the little nickel and dime things. So many people are working on this project that are professionals and they're coming in at either $0 or they're coming in at like $200, but it's all just adding up and adding up. So the, and this is, this is how it goes. This is what happens, but the budget has kind of ballooned to a level that I'm not comfortable with. And, uh, you know, I, we had it at a certain level and I, I, we could cover that. And just in the last week and a half, no thanks to film LA who is continuing to cause these issues. Plus I would just like to say this about film LA. The first uh, couple of times I called there, I was starting to say earlier, two guys that I talked to when I was talking about this submission process. And I talked a little bit about, about it here. It, it's not intuitive. It's not simple. It's, I don't know what kind of a brain put that together, but it's not good. Uh, so they were great. They both walked me through it. I have their names. We email back and forth and then I submit and then I get this guy who is a, uh, he is a, so now he is my, my sole contact. I can't talk to anybody else because he's in charge of this permit and he doesn't like to talk on the phone. In fact, I called him and left him a couple messages, didn't hear back. And then I finally got an email from him saying, email me all of your questions. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a couple things that I need to talk to you about that don't fit in the email. He called me back the following morning, right at nine. And I said, Hey, I'm um, dropping my son off. Cause I was, I was taking him to school. Uh, it was, he had to get in late that day. And he goes, I said, can I call you back in five minutes? He goes, no, I will be unavailable for the rest of the day. I'm, we're paying over $900 for them to be our liaisons. And he's just like, I'm internet. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm email only. I'm losing my mind with this guy. And I was told also that uh, because of this, where we're at and talking to the first couple of film LA guys, they're like, yeah, you're right on the cusp. You should be able to work something out where you don't need a cop. Uh, you might not need us, one of us there the entire time. When this guy got put on, he's like a bean counter and he's Mr. Like type A, I'm sure. And everything has to be ticked. There's n he's like, there's zero, zero negotiating. You can't talk about any of these things. They're all non-negotiable. And, and so we really got unlucky there. And while it's only like an additional six, $7,000 when you're already crunched, it's, how can I say only an additional six, $7,000 for nothing? We are getting nothing for this. So it's, it really is a tale of um, two types of entities that we're working with, either people that see the project, believe in the project, people like you, we've got people that are giving to the project and flying out to help, to help with the project. And then we have uh, people, and I don't want a bunch of handouts, even though that's the only way this gets made, to be honest, but I just want people to understand. I just want people to look at common sense. This is a church that has over 300 people that do services every, every week. And I said, why do we need a cop there? Why do we need one of you there? What's going What What's the deal? And they said, well, because there's going to be a bunch of people there. And I said, yeah, but there's a bunch of people there every single week for, for church. There's five times the amount of people. So it can't, that's why isn't there, doesn't there have to be a cop there if every time they have church, the guy had no answer. He's like, look, I'm not talking about this. Yeah, of course you're not. Cause it's a racket. It's a racket. Oh, so anyways, I wish that I wasn't dealing with any of this, but I'm one of the producers and this is what, you know, comes with the territory. So, uh, I, 
I don't know what to say. Anyway, I, God, I feel like I'm whining. That said, when I do sit down and I'm sitting down with Mickey, I sat down with him for another three hours earlier today going over the shot list because it is pretty involved. There's a lot going on. We don't have any kind of special effects or fire or anything. We did have a scene where we're going to use a little bit of smoke from like one of those smoke machines. And uh, that would have cost us an additional, I think it was $3,200 if in the back office if we just did a little tiny like a bit of smoke just to give a little atmosphere in that office, $3,200 because Film LA says that we'd have to turn off all of the uh, all of the sprinkler system. Uh, and even though it's not sprinklers in that room, but they said that it doesn't matter. And uh, the fire department would have to be there, which is just, I just imagine the most annoying person in your office and how they just want everything to go. Yeah. Anyhow, it's going to be great. It's still all absolutely worth it. Um, talking to my hair and makeup and costume designer and my, my assistant director, we've, we had a big giant, uh, heads of department meeting a couple of days ago, which went swimmingly and uh, the born act players are going to get the full treatment as though this is a real production because guess what? It is a real production. We're providing that we're making that. And hopefully we get, uh, the other side is going to be, you know, show that it's a, as good as it can possibly be the way that I see it in my head is it's fantastic. It's great. It's, it's something that I would want to watch and be a part of. So that's exciting. We also did a table read a couple of days ago, which is where all the actors get together and read their lines. And it's really important for me as a director to see that and see what works, see what needs to be like moved around or changed a little bit. And we did it on zoom. I'd done them in person before on other projects, but never done one on zoom. That was really cool. Uh, I learned a whole lot on that. Uh, I was able to give notes and see how people take notes because we haven't been there yet. And everyone took notes beautifully and graciously and, and gave me what I was looking more so for on the second read through. And uh, I'm meeting with my lead tomorrow night to, to go over some more things. Keith Coogan is so much fun. And I, everyone's so much fun. The, the whole crew and cast, it's just... It's, it's going to be great. It's just these headaches of not having the money to do it right. Or, uh, that's another thing is like, you know, I got friends that are coming on that are in the business and like, of course I call them. They're like, yes, I'd love to help. And I'm like, all right, let's see what we can pay you. And I, and I'm like, I can't really pay you much. And they're like, well, we don't really need any money, but to do this effectively, to do it right, to work fast, which we have to do, uh, we're going to need the right tools. And we're going to need, you know, enough people who know what they're doing. So even when these people start getting added on like 200 bucks a piece, it all adds up. And our crew is very, very large at this point. And I get it. And I can't be like, no, you can't have that. Because what I'm hearing is, and it makes sense, like, hey, I can't have people work for free or very little or, you know, almost free and do backbreaking work and not have the tools to do it. And that's where we are. And I understand that. But a uh, yeah, it's, it's, and I can see exactly where, you know, we added $14,000 in like two weeks because um, of insurance and permits and cops and other people that have to be there babysitting us. Essentially, we're going to have, we're going to have a cop. We're going to have the guy that, you know, is our liaison for the church. Who's going to be there. We're going to have a film LA person on site. Uh, we're going to have a SAG person who's going to come by. There's going to be like four or five people just standing around craft service, eating food and, and doing nothing for lots of, lots of money. So all the people that are, that's the irony all the people that are going to be working hard and, and putting, you know, their expertise to work and, and uh, making this thing look and, and be what it's going to be, which is great, are not really getting paid anything. And the people that are doing nothing are being paid handsomely. People that I don't want there that are going to add nothing are being 
getting more than, well, I mean, the actors are getting paid. Also, which, what's great is I, I'm able to pay all of my Born to Act players. And, you know, if I, if I knew what was going on with all this, I probably would have asked all of them to volunteer, but I'm glad that I can, I can pay them. And also it, it has been uh, finalized. I don't know if this is important to you guys, but it was important to me. Uh, it is official now that if uh, any of my Born to Act players are looking to get vouchers to get into SAG, because the way it works is you have to work on three uh, SAG projects. You have to be cast in three SAG projects uh, with a line or thereabouts, something be featured, which I'm making all of my actors featured. Uh, it'll get you one step closer to being SAG. And a lot of my born to act player friends want to be in SAG. And some of them, a lot of them already are, but some of them that are coming out for this are not yet. So it is official. They will get that voucher as well as um, a few bucks and a, a hopefully a really fun day. So God, I hope I didn't sound too whiny. That's just where my brain is. If you're watching on video, here's our uh, shot list and, uh, our schedule, which it's, it's we're it's it's great. It's it's absolutely professional. Uh, it's just big. It's it's big, and it's it's dialogue. It's good dialogue. I better say that I wrote it. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. The next time I check in with you might be right before we shoot four days from now. Uh, give you any updates? Like I said, I'm meeting with my lead tomorrow who has the heaviest lifting. Uh, I have him stepping outside of his body and acting more so than anyone else that's in this. I'll, sh I'll give you, this is a fun little thing. Uh, in the table read on Zoom, uh, at the end of the short film, my actor who's playing the lead, my lead actor, he breaks. He's supposed to break character and become himself for a minute and talk to the offset director who's playing him. It's all convoluted, but it'll make sense once it's presented on on in the within the short you'll under it'll make it'll, it'll make more sense once you see it then people are having a hard time wrapping their brain around it on the script the way that i have it written because there is a whole lot of you know, there's a lot to it so anyways he breaks he, he breaks character he breaks out of this ben character who's very stoic and grounded and you know droid like is the way that i wrote him he's like robotic and then he breaks and he's you know being himself and he did so during the table read and i had just read through the script twice that morning once right before we did the table read and he still got me uh, i still thought that he was talking to me as the director as he and i thought oh no like he's got a problem with something's going i was because i had my camera um turned off and i was going to try and turn on my camera and then i heard the next line i'm like oh he's still in it and keith coogan and i were talking after uh, on the zoom and he, keith was talking about how much it got him i talked to everybody else afterwards everyone thought that he was like actually talking to, he got all of us, even though we're familiar with the material. So that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. Anyhow, uh, what I can tell you is directing and creating is so much fun. The producing side of things, especially when it's your own money and your own people, and you're the one who's raising the money through great people like you, that is, that is, uh, it's, it's ulcer inducing. It really is. But I, apparently this is what we all go through and it's not the first time I've produced, but it's the first time I've produced something this, this large. And, um, it's me who has to either tell people no or yes. And I, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for watching and listening. And, uh, yeah, I will do all I can to check in right before. If not, the next time you hear from me, will be right after. And I'm sure that I will be in better, uh, more grounded spirits. Thanks everybody. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. 
Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Cheers!